Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane with California State Assemblywoman Marie Waldron. She represents the state's 75th district. She has represented that district, in fact, since 2012. Back in 2018, she was elected by her Republican colleagues to be the Assembly Minority Leader. She's married to Steve. They've got one son. Marie, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, look, what I didn't mention in my opening about your background is the nearly three decades of active participation in North San Diego, the region. You served on the Escondido City Council. You were on the San Diego County Opioid Task Force. You've been a local business owner uh, for, for multiple decades there, too. So tell me, what's, what's in the background now that has helped you in representing the district and also what you're doing now as minority leader? Well, I never intended to be a politician. You know, I, I want to talk about that, by the way. So. <laughs> and actually, I think it's good for people to not have that as a goal. Uh, initially, when I speak to high school students, they always want to know, well, how can I be an assembly member? And the best thing to do is live life, you know, go to school, get a job, run a business, you know, even get married, have a family, because all those things kind of shape how you develop in life. And the way your life goes is never exactly how you plan it. Um, I grew up in the South Bronx. My parents were immigrants. Um, my mom's family's from Italy, and my dad was born in Ireland. Uh, they uh, raised us, you know, in a kind of a poor neighborhood in the Bronx. And I grew up learning that we had to kind of fight for everything that, you know, we got. We weren't handed anything. We worked hard. Um, we moved to Long Island for a little bit of time, and then uh, when I graduated from college, I moved out to California. But my background's in marketing and um, television journalism, and I did that for a few years with NBC Sports in New York before I, I came out west and worked in cable TV while I was there. So um, ended up in, in a securitist route, getting into local government, and just from there starting business with my husband, and we realized that a lot of the problems we faced were government issues. And uh, that's how I started to get involved more. Okay. And that's exactly what I wanted to ask. I like asking that question, too, because there are a number of people that I talk to that say, yeah, I started here, but I got here. What, what was the thing that influenced you that said, hmm, career in politics? What moved you in that direction? Uh, I had a, a job at one point where I was a liaison between the cable TV station and the city of Escondido, local government. And I was able to watch the city council members at, uh, at work as the people of the community came forward and had requests. Maybe kids were walking to school without a sidewalk or a stop sign, and they were able to um, help them achieve you know, safety for the kids. And I just started to see that there was a lot of ways you could influence people's lives in a positive way. So what were some of the goals that you originally set for yourself in getting into politics, not only on the city council in Escondido, but, but here on the state level as well? Let's talk about some of those goals for you. It definitely started out as a business, um, business issues for me and trying to help small businesses grow. 
as I got more involved, I saw that there were so many other issues as well. Um, Health care became a big issue for me when I came to the state level. It's not anything we work that much on locally, although we started out with the opioid uh, abuse issue, and now we're dealing with homelessness that's associated with not only mental health, but also the co-occurring disorders of substance use. So um, it's a big issue that we tackle, um, and lots of money that has to be allocated, um, access to health care uh, for Medi-Cal patients in the state. That's one of the things that, you know, we're trying to make sure that we can get more people in to see doctors and not having to go to emergency rooms where it's more costly. Mm, you know, these are pretty complex issues, right? So what are some of the ways that, um, positive ways that you think state government can play a role in helping to solve some of these issues? I think the way we could achieve it is if we can sit down in a bipartisan manner and actually put aside the politics and deal with the issues. What a concept. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, a lot of times we work very well across the aisle in California, which is, you know, a lot of people look at Washington and how dysfunctional it is. The problems are we get solutions, but then we run up against, you know, where the priorities ultimately are. Um, We've come up with great ideas to deal with the opioid issue, but yet they don't get funded. And year after year after year, we're tackling the same issues in transportation and homelessness and mental health. And at some point, you know, we need to really tackle it. And it's going to be bipartisan solutions for these big issues. You're listening to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane. We're talking with California State Assemblywoman and Minority Leader Marie Waldron, who represents the state's 75th district. I mentioned the, the role of Assembly Minority Leader Marie. This is part of a, I think, somewhat historic shift in California state Republican politics, as in women now holding the top spots for the party. How does that make you feel? What kind of message does that send to California voters? I think it's it's uh, really energizing, not only the Republican Party, but the way people look at us as a party from the outside. Um, we've had women in leadership in the Senate or in the Assembly individually, but never the Senate leader, the Assembly leader, and the California GOP chairwoman as women. So the three women now work together. We uh, travel around the state. We're meeting with people. We feel uh, an energy that we hadn't felt before. And um, I think it's a positive thing. Well, I know that you bring a pretty strong faith-based background to what you do at the state government level. How does that help you not only personally, but professionally as well? Well, I couldn't do this job without my faith. Every morning I start out reading from Scripture, directly from the Word, and that helps me um, as I face all the challenges that we have every day. It's a, politics is a very, um, can be very negative, uh, lots of attacks, and I feel having the Word uh, with me as I start out really helps. I feel that God is moving in California in a way that people wouldn't suspect, and we see it day to day in the Capitol. The problem is we as Christians have abdicated the public realm to the enemy, and we've allowed that for too long of a time. So I think it's time for us to be bold and stand up 
and uh, really speak our faith and speak life into government and politics. You mentioned something that I think people get a lot of encouragement in, and that is there are areas that perhaps you see God's hand in state government. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's, you know, just to, as an encouragement to listeners? Well, sometimes, especially in the minority party, uh, you look at us here in California, we are right now 18 Republicans out of 80 seats in the assembly. Um, that can be pretty daunting. But as we go through the day, we see little, we call them God moments that happen, things that would never be expected or that anything that we could control that keep us encouraged as we move forward. We actually get together and pray as just assembly members together. And that has really helped us and guided us as we move forward. Yeah, you know, as, as we talk to people in government, I do hear that, that there are believers in both parties who actually come together. And that's mm -hmm. the kind of thing you don't hear too much about. Mm -hmm. You see that on your level? Yes. Um, and it's something that was initiated just by all of us together. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of things we do are orchestrated by staff or through leadership, but it was just kind of a homegrown inner calling that brought us together to do the prayers. I mentioned at the start, your family, like most members uh, of the state assembly, I know you put a lot of miles in, right? Going back and forth from down, you know, in San Diego to up here, Sacramento. Talk about the balance for you between home life and now what you do here in, in government life. How has that worked for you over the past years? It was difficult in the beginning. Uh, my son was 11 when I was first elected, and I have to travel. I'm one of the furthest away from Sacramento, so I'm about 500 miles from my home. Very difficult. And that was the time period where God led me to start to read the Bible, basically from cover to cover, cover to cover, cover to cover, every year. That's something I had never done. It's almost like God was taking me from my comfort zone into a time with Him, and that's how I was able to grow and adjust. I could not have achieved and, and moved forward like I have, and the, the amount of learning that I've, I've gotten has been spectacular. And Speaking with other assembly members, they've experienced the same thing, that time away by yourself and being able to use it to get closer to God has been the thing that's gotten us through it. Any inkling on perhaps what might be in the future for you? I know you've grown, you've developed, you're ascending in leadership here on the state level. Any desire to work in Congress or do anything like that? Uh, not at this time. Um, you know, I, I feel this whole thing has been something I hadn't planned at all. You know, I, I feel as though God has has a plan. He obviously has a plan for each of our lives, so I'm not sure what the next will be. Um, we're excited because we're working with church groups now and trying to help them get energized into, you know, what they can legally do with elections, with voter registration, um, and those are aspects that, you know, we can really get Christians more motivated. And I feel a calling in that direction. Let's talk a little bit more about, as you mentioned, working with churches. There's always that, you know, that line that you hear, separation of church and state. You got to you got to make it wide. Right. There has to, you can't get mixed up. 
But there's some efforts that you say are ongoing to let believers know what is possible between church and state. You want to talk about that? Sure. Um, We were actually shocked when we realized how few Christians are actually voting and participating in the government process. And it's so important that their voice is heard because, as I, you know, I say that we've abdicated the public square to the enemy, and that's why we are in the situations that we're in and seeing the type of government that we're getting. We had talked to a pastor who was proud of the fact that he felt that almost all of his parishioners were registered to vote. So we took his uh, list and compared it with the voter files and found out that only a third of his parishioners were actually registered to vote and, you know, how many less actually go to vote, um, which was a shock. And when you look at that, we felt that there was room to improve. So we started to work with Liberty Council um, to come up with a list of the things that churches and pastors can actually legally do. And it's really surprising. They can hold nonpartisan voter registrations. They can do get out the vote campaigns. They can do educational programs within the church where candidates can come in or where people can come in and talk about initiatives on the ballot. Um, They can, here in California, legally actually collect ballots and bring them to the registrar. It's different in every state. But there are many things they can do legally. And we set up protections um, with Liberty Council that as we educate people, what they can do so they're not afraid. And I think it's important that, you know, I talk about speaking life. We, we feel so much that the government is moving in a different direction. And if we speak life into it, how much better our world would be. All right, California State Assemblywoman and Minority Leader Marie Waldron. She represents California's 75th District. Marie, thank you for letting us stop by today. Thank you. It's great. This has been Kalov Closer Look. Find us online at kalov.com.